Recorded during the plague year of 2021, this is the Andromeda Minute, a show where Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays we go over one minute of the all-too-timely Robert Wise-directed 1971 techno-thriller The Andromeda Strain, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And this is Peter Regan, longtime friend, associate, retired hotel guy, now living life large in Dahlonega, Georgia, my bride, and... uh, Delighted to be here, Jim. Uh, yeah. Always, always great to have you here, Peter. It, yeah. it, 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 no it's elevators. A... No, but, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I no. was looking back at that uh, in my previous notes, of course. Yeah. And I said, "Wow, I put a lot of thought and effort into the elevator sl- uh, minute." Uh, but uh, this one still has a, a flashback of the uh, guy announcing something, uh, which they were announcing a lot more. Uh, earlier in the movie, but uh, you do have the um, electronic man- magnetic waves not registering on the DIR. So yeah, yeah. and it's uh, some kind of a VeloVac thing, which we don't know what the ve- I, I have I have yet to find Google out what that. a VeloVac is. I googled it and I found a company in Germany that specializes in vacuum packaging. So. <laughs> Has nothing to do with this, but. Yeah, no, but, uh, apparently the, the yeah the seal of meal unit is out in the kitchen and they can't make more um you know pop tarts uh, you can't yeah you can't eat this but you will definitely vacuum it for later yeah yeah put it in the freezer and uh we'll we'll, we'll microwave it but we can't yeah, we can't we can't, we can't stretch and seal the burritos anymore so um, jim i hate to be a, a detailed guy all the time but you know that's how i strive toward my life i but, realize that but if stone knew that the slice was going to be too thick to begin with. Why didn't he cut to the chase and go to the eight hundred? Well, it's two in the morning, and he's you know he he's he's been running on sugar all day. It's just there's nothing left. There's nothing in his gut except for uh, you know some kind of a IV that he's drinking. So he's probably not thinking straight. Um, yeah, because this... it was a good slice, but it was too thick. Yeah, it's and the way it takes up fully. What forty seconds of of the of this minute? You know, two thirds of this minute is watching. This reminds me of I used to work at a I used to work at a hardware store, and every once in a while you'd have somebody come in that wanted to get a a a, a car key or a house key cut. So you'd have yes. to go over to the key cutting machine and you sit there and it go and then you'd you'd cut you know the key out. And this is like watching somebody working the key cutting machine, but this is supposedly. What passes for drama in Robert Wise's world? Well, I'll tell you an interesting story. Um, one of our neighbors, this is what, no good deed goes unpunished, right? Okay. So what happened was one of our neighbors, who's been here longer than us, I just give everyone the background. We live in a small log cabin community where my wife, Karen, is the president of the HOA. So what that translates into whenever there's a need for anything, uh, they reach out to Karen because she's literally the go-to person on everything. Karen, uh, I've got some pasta here that needs to be cooked. How many minutes? I'm just joking. So anyway, um, one of the neighbors calls, and we, we, his name is Panky. He wouldn't mind if I mentioned his name. And uh, a year or two ago, he had a desire. He had a need for extra keys for his mailbox, and some urban myth had it that we had extra keys 
to all the mailboxes, which we don't. Okay. Uh, so he said, well, we, we don't have any of them. And he just was insistent that we did. So <laughs> I said, because he, I went, I got blank keys from Home Depot that he could take back and get, you know, cut for his locksmith, for his lock on the post right. office box. Well, fast forward, now it, it, that only reignited this rumor mill that we had extra keys. I go, no. <laughs> I went to Home Depot and bought blanks for the guy uh, so that he could just, like, you know, then go get them cut. Well, we have to redo, we have to do it again just recently uh, to get him more keys for his mailbox. So I have to go to the Home Depot and get blanks. <sighs> What's yeah. wrong? It, it, it just never—it just, it just never—it ne never ask you for a favor in the first place. That's—that's that's what they need to learn. You need to—you need to stress this with your neighbors. Anyone, Jim. Uh, yeah. Honestly, it's Karen's fault. She's always how can I help? Blah blah blah. She's she's very, you know. Um, she's a giver, and and you're the one she's giving. Yes. Right. And um, the end result is who has to go to Home Depot and get them. Well, technically she did, but the point is I, I, I had to listen to the story from her. So it's almost like I did it myself. <laughs> yeah, so uh, well, I, I mean, I'm not sure. I, I hope you've, like, you've learned the lesson, whatever that was. Yes. It was somewhere. But Jim, how is that relevant to this minute? Well, here, here we are watching him cut little pieces of, oh, of, oh, a, right. uh, of an the organism. The noise that they're making is similar to the noise that the guys make at Home Depot when they're cutting the keys. Right, exactly, exactly. And th here's the thing that I remember the difference between the movie and the book. The The book said that you should be able to, when they were cutting slices, the way you tell that you've got the right size slice is if it makes a rainbow pattern. And as we're watching him cut, uh, he's getting nothing but rainbow patterns. So all of those are good pieces. And then he, he says, here, that next one. And the next one is solid, so that's actually the wrong piece. He he's been cutting it right the whole way, but this is the the one that he picked is not the right one. The silver but one. The silver one, yeah. The silver one is the bad one. Nice you, going, uh, the, Bobby. Yeah. I mean, so. <laughs> what's the point of being a director of this movie if you don't get it right the right out of the gate? Yeah. Of course, it, it, I did see the trailer for the remake of the Drum and the Strain. It looked yes. terrible. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's uh, def definitely, I, I would suggest reading the book and watching the 1971 movie and not okay. going any further than that. All right. Uh, I guess I'm going to write the book. I mean, uh, I'm busy, but sure. Uh, I will. Yeah. And this, it, this is definitely something that a lab tech would do, not the director of physics for Berkeley well, University. Well, you know, that's what I was laughing. I go, okay. I mean, I know these guys are really uh, a lean and mean team, but boy, this seems like these guys are doing everything. Yeah, it's it's like you know Kissinger didn't go on bombing runs in Vietnam. If you want to go by the 1971 uh, thing, it's it's like no, he didn't he didn't go on bombing runs. And this is yeah, I would Stone shouldn't no Stone shouldn't be here cutting up pieces of a virus to it to see what it looks like. Admittedly, he's a very good scientist, but I can't believe there isn't somebody there that's practicing every day. You know, they're like sitting down and slicing pieces off of walnut shells or something. Right. They would say, oh, know that I can do the this rainbow now. slice is the correct slice. Exactly. Not yeah. The yeah. silver Cut. one stone. Right. Yeah. Uh, poor stone. Well, anyway, it's two forty-five in the morning. He's loading it up and, uh, he's going to, and ah, there's so many questions. How do they clean that thing? 
I'm assuming that this is, you know, it. So is it like permanently poisoned now? It's got. But, it's got can I ask the question? Anymore. What is a Velovac alert? I, again, I don't know. The only thing oh. I can think of is that something got loose out of the Velovac machine. They were trying to seal. Maybe they were trying to seal up that rhesus monkey that they killed a couple of episodes ago, <laughs> and they were they're just bringing down the uh, the laminator, and they were about to suck all the air out of it, and it broke. Because so. it's on all levels, by the way. Yeah, it's gone all the way up to level one. Apparently, you know the guy up in the the, the guy up in the red zone. He's in trouble. Um, and this <laughs> With is their paper outfits. Yeah, uh, and I'm assuming that there's a first, second, and third shift, right? Even if right. these guys are working up at all hours, it's probably a first, second, and third shift. So people who are on first shift, it's two forty-five in the morning, and they're doing overhead announcements about Velovac yeah, alerts in the sleeping quarters. It's muted. Hopefully, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's muted in the sleeping quarters. Okay. Well, I can, um, I'll, I'll go with that. I can go with that then. But does, does like, this affect... It's it, like a hotel. It... You know, the trick... Um, I'm going to give everybody here a quick lesson on hotels. What rooms you want... Oh, oh. My... Apollo has the pinion on. Come here. Come here. Sorry about that. He when he heard about the hotel, he got upset. But, oh, um, you said you said the H word. Yes. We whenever we say the key that word, <laughs> right, right. we try not to say that word anymore because you know I'm retired. Hold on, please, no, please, thank you. Sorry about that. It no shows problem. You, uh, Just, the only it, difference now is having a baby cry in the background. Yeah, it's, um, it's there. But, but you were talking about intercoms and hotels. Right. Here, here, here's the trick. Because uh, I've always had a problem. Oh my gosh! I'm going to uh, hold on, hold on. Come here. Leave the room. Go, go, go. Come here. You're, you're both misbehaving. Hold on for a second. Come on, guys. Come on. Come on. Peace. Sorry about that. We tried. That. Oh my gosh. It's fine. It's fine. It's all going swell. It's all going swell. <laughs> it's all going part of the show. swell. Ignore the man behind <laughs> the curtain, right? So anyway, <laughs> the trick is. Because I have a problem with noise. I I hate noise and light. Uh, I yes, like, I know. I prefer, I prefer. Yeah, exactly. You would know that, wouldn't you? Uh, I have a problem in a hotel room that's noisy and has a lot of light coming in. I'm very sensitive to that. That's just yes. So the trick is when you book a hotel room is you ask to be on the top floor at the end of the hotel. That way there's no one above you, and the likelihood of being at the end of the hallway is there's less traffic of people coming by your hotel room. The right, and you, and you, you, won't, hear the, you, you won't hear the elevator going ding, ding. So. Correct. The last place you want to be is on the first floor near the elevator because that means you're near the lobby. Yeah, and, or... Uh, or the other side of that, you want to be in the middle. If you're going to be on the first floor, be somewhere in the middle because you don't want to be in the outside edges because everybody heads for the exit door out the side. Because right. they want to see, do the you're fast thing up, out there. You're picking up what I'm throwing down. Yeah, I, uh, I see where you're going with this. This so is uh, That's the trick. And then I have to use a towel uh, for the light coming in from the door, from the hall. Right. You just need absolute zen, zero right. And you uh, need stimulus. to check the alarm. Because the person who stayed in the place before you always sets it to 5 a.m. <laughs> Just that point. Uh, 
Yeah, you just so, want. Um, do you remember the Do you remember the the Beverly Hills Supper Club disaster in Cincinnati in 1977? No, I do not. Okay, well there was a there was a a place in actually it wasn't in Cincinnati. It was over the river in Kentucky, but uh, there was a a large uh, event uh, convention meeting place called the Beverly Hills Supper Club. It had been around since the 1930s, and in 1977 it had expanded and kept expanding and kept expanding. So it had. Uh, wedding reception rooms. They had all kinds of conference centers, and they kind of built it up and down the side of this hill. Now, while they were building this, uh, they didn't bother keeping up with old things like fire codes and stuff. And yeah. they they built it they built it so that some of the exit doors in the conference rooms would actually open up into other conference rooms. So uh, they they would get a lot of people showing up. It's you know the horsey set. Covington, Kentucky was is kind of a rich. Uh, horse kind of a place so they have upscale people showing up at the supper club to go see famous uh folks at this particular night it was with the uh, singer john davidson who is uh, also the host of real people if you remember yes and so normally their capacity was 600 but the uh the night that john davidson was performing over a thousand people uh filled up the room now the the problem is they didn't have any uh fire detection equipment in the place and out by out by the front door, there was a smaller uh, reception area that where a wedding was going on, and the wedding people complained of a smell of smoke and that uh, the lights kept flickering. So uh, the wedding reception broke up a little early. Nine o'clock was when John Davidson's show was coming on, and uh, one of the one of the people up in the in the lobby noticed that there was smoke coming out from underneath the door in the front of the small conference room. So rather than calling the fire department, they decided to go in and see what was going on. So they opened both doors and it did two things. One of the, it let all the smoke out, but it let all the oxygen in. So the whole room burst into flames and it traveled up through the ceiling. Now, the problem was they not only did they not have a fire alarm, they didn't have any intercom system or overhead paging anywhere in the building. So, and this was a massive sprawling complex. It was like, you know, when you go to Disney, it's like the dolphin or the uh, swan. It's this big, you know, t twisty, turny places. So what the uh, manager on duty did was he got a couple of the uh, bellboys and ushers and whatever and sent them to the far corners of the building to tell people that there was a fire out by the lobby and that they should leave. And, of course, as you send people out, the fire gets worse and worse, blocks off the uh, the lobby with no overhead intercoms. There was no way to contact all these different people and all these different uh, maze-like uh, projections in this in this conference center. Uh, so uh, he sent a guy who was an intern, uh, you know, front desk clerk, uh, to go uh, tell people at the John Davidson thing where a thousand people were, and. His uh, the a couple of the bigger bosses in the place, you know, the beverage manager and stuff like that. They wanted to sit in and listen to John Davidson sing. And of course, a lot of people there wanted, you know, paid good money to go see John Davidson. And so he came in and said, there's a fire in the lobby down the hill. Uh, we need to get everybody out. And so his boss, who was, you know, events program manager, said, well, it's it's down in the lobby. They'll take care of it. And uh, so this intern, this little flunky front desk guy, pushed the manager out of the way, got up on the stage, grabbed the microphone out of John Davidson's hand, and said, there's a fire, could you please leave now? And lots of people listened to him and left, but other people were like, hey, I paid good money to hear John Davidson, I'm not leaving. 
and then the lights went out because the power cords were burned through and uh I think it was something like after they got everybody out, like three or 400 people died, but that was all due to a lack of overhead intercoms and well, and, and no fire, fire alarms. But this is whenever you hear two o'clock in the morning telling you that there's a Velovac alert, it better be something like evacuate the property. Right. Right. I I knew you were going to bring this around full circle. Yeah. Uh, That's another thing. That's another thing that I worry about on this. What's the evacuation route for this place? Let's say they're not having a, uh, you know, a 712 alert. Let's, let's say they're not going to blow the place up. But what if they do have to evacuate because of a fire or something? How do you get out of here? Well, there doesn't there, seem... there's, um, there's a number of ways you can do it, Jim. Uh, obviously, take it the elevator. Uh, but, yeah. uh, you know, once that special clock starts running, there's no, you don't, you don't leave. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're stuck. I mean, it's, I mean, I mean, you gotta just, you can climb up. Well, we're going to see <laughs> the only way out is up a ladder, but you know, how many, how many people are, how many people do you figure are on that level? I'm figuring there's like about 50 people. Well, uh, only four actually work. The rest are support. <laughs> yeah. people. Yeah. They, they, they sit say, in the background. And those two guys that were in the conference room next to them, they just sit yeah. there. Yeah. Know. Yeah. They don't, they don't. And there's the redheaded guy that, uh, what? you know, is, is going to get himself a fly swatter. Remember him? He was going to get yes. a fly swatter because it was so big. And then there was the guy that was supposed to run the MIG T guy that was the MIG T that was supposed to run the thing, but Stone did it for him. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's at least five or six other guys around. Um, yes. and I guess now, do you think all the, like, like the cafeteria staff, do you think they all went home? They're, no, they're 112 miles. They're, they're, no, no one's going home. They're all sleeping. Right okay. now, even the guy with the sandwich at the gate is sleeping, <laughs> uh, you know, because it's in the middle of the night. And, uh, yeah. you know, and hopefully the, the intercom system, if something happens, they'll be able to wake them up. But, you know, at yeah. this point, they're all, they're all the, uh, it's nighty at night time. Do you think the uh, uh, the Velovac alert affected the people that have the tray of dandelions upstairs on the in the ranch no, house? No, no, no. It's, even though it is uh, an alert for all levels. It's uh, it's it's fine. Level zero doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> Level zero. Okay. Those are busy going back and forth with their barley. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, wow. Well, it's a never-ending story. But it, we end this minute with uh, with watching a, a stone working with rubber gloves, putting putting a piece of Andromeda into a what looks like a bullet. I basically it's a yes. brass bullet. Yes. So it can bullet. go into the meter, into the vacuum. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll we'll talk about that more as as we end the week. But let's uh, let's hold off on there. Uh, as we were, as we mentioned on Monday, uh, Peter, you run you run a rather large uh, resort community. Sorry, you know they the, the, we have latch doors here, right? Yes. Luna mm-hmm. no, knows. I'm going to put them. Uh, I'm going to put them downstairs. They know how to open the doors. Okay. It's very. They have to lock the doors. Uh, get, hold on, I'm going to lock the doors this time. Out, out, let's go. Come on, guys. I'm it's a tight, tight operation here at uh, oh Andromeda. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, well, hi, maintenance. Karen isn't here, so I, I'm running the shop. It's exhausting. I'm okay <laughs> if you have a question about me. Just but, like, uh, you're, you're manager on duty. I understand. Yeah. manager on duty. Every time I was manager on duty, something bad happened. Oh boy. Uh, and I dreaded being manager on duty um, at a hotel that had a, if there was a wedding underway. No oh, good, no. No good ever came of that. 
No, uh, no, no, no wedding ever, ever survived. Yeah, it's. Uh, well, you, I'm going to say two words: wedding, alcohol. There you yeah. go. That, that's a. Uh, that's enough. That's when people want to, you know, set the record straight. Yeah. It's a lethargic <laughs> exchange of thoughts and opinions. Which, yeah, settle yeah. the score. Yeah. Settle the yeah. score. Let me tell you what I really think. No, please, gosh, <laughs> don't tell me what you really think. Why didn't uh, you marry? Yeah. Why didn't right, you marry Beulah? Right. I understand. Yeah. Why did you marry this guy? Uh, so, uh, yeah, so you, you don't you don't pick up you don't pick up your pager and it says DB in three hundred two. It's like no, what's DB? Oh, because uh, I I was very fortunate in my hospitality career not to have been involved with the MOD um, program that extensively. Um, That's good. It, it is good <laughs> because I lack empathy, unfortunately. So you know, I just would yeah. sit there and I'm like, oh my gosh. Can we roll this one up? Can we bring it in for a landing? You know, yeah. And, but that's neither here nor. I mean, I'm not sure how that's relevant to this minute. No, just offering offering your services during February because that's you know the, the low point for weddings. You just say, let me let me. I'll take all your Februarys if you take. I'll June. take all the MODs yeah. for February. Right, exactly. Uh, as long as I don't do have to do anything in June or May, I'm good. Yeah. <sighs> well, this is wow. a great minute, Jim. I appreciate yeah, it. it We'll get back to more of your therapy on Friday, but uh, for folks who would like to reach out to us, we're always available on social media at, uh, what's the name of our show? Oh, yeah, the Andromeda Minute. If you look at uh, Project Wildfire on Facebook or on Twitter at uh, Andromeda Minute, always love hearing from you and seeing how you're reacting to the show as we're winding it down and bringing it in for a, a scorched scorched earth uh, uh, landing. Uh, but we will be back here to finish up the week, and we hope you'll join us. Uh, in the meantime, please do the three things we always ask about. Uh, wash your hands for 20 seconds, uh, wear a mask, and stay six feet apart from whoever's near to you. And that will help us get through this plague very fast. But we'll see you here on Friday as we finish up the week on the Andromeda Minute. Very flattering. We don't know much more than when we got here.